the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Lord wrestled with Jacob for a while. Jacob was not giving up. Jacob was stubborn, fighting. And so God touched the socket of his hip, it says in verse 25. And when it says God touched the socket of his hip, it was not like some light touch. That's how it reads, isn't it? Like like he just put his finger on his hip or something like that. The word means to strike a blow. I mean, it's a bionic elbow. Boom, baby. You know, like, he hits him so hard that it dislocates his hip. Father, child, there are times when stubbornness rears its ugly head and needs to be dealt with. We see this today as Pastor Dan relates the story of Jacob. He has everything in the world that matters to him on a journey with him. Jacob tries to protect them from danger in his own way. A struggle happens. A lesson's learned. Now Jacob is completely broken in spirit and realizes he can't do anything without God. Friends, this is a beautiful thing. Are you at this juncture in your own life? Give God the control. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 32 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Commanded the first one, saying, When Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you, saying, To whom do you belong and where are you going? Whose are these in front of you? Then you shall say, They are your servants, Jacob's. It is a present sent to my Lord Esau, and behold, he is also behind us. And so he commanded the second and the third and all who followed the drove, saying, In this manner you shall speak to Esau when you find him, and also say, Behold, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me, and afterward I will see his face, and perhaps he will accept me. So the present went on over before him, but he himself lodged that night in the camp. So here's what I want you to get. Jacob prays and asks God to deliver him from Esau. But then Jacob tries to deliver himself. (laughs) Which is it, Jacob? He asks God to to deliver him, and then he tries to deliver himself with this scheme that he comes up with, sending a bunch of livestock to Esau as a gift to appease Esau's anger. Jacob's actions demonstrate he didn't really trust that God would deliver him. So he's got this fantastic prayer, but he doesn't really believe it. And he's taking matters into his own hands. And he's coming up with his own plan to get himself out of this. Or to put it another way, his walk didn't match his talk. 
Our walk should match our talk. If you pray for God to deliver you, then you should act like you believe that God will deliver you. You shall not act like you will deliver you. And that's what Jacob does. This is what the Bible calls being double-minded toward God. Double-minded. James talks about this in James chapter 1. You don't have to turn there if you don't want to. I'll just read it to you. James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. Here James says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double minded man, unstable in all His ways. James says a person who is double minded toward God will be unstable in all their ways, not just in what they're praying about, but unstable in every area of life and everything they do. So he says we should pray in faith without doubting, believing that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jacob's double-minded here. You know, in Psalm 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. It's a very well-known verse. The phrase, be still, it literally means to relax. Relax. It means to let go. Be still. Let go. It's talking about control. Who's going to have control? Am I in control of my life? Or is Jesus Christ in control of my life? Am I willing to surrender control to Jesus Christ? Will I let go? Will I relax my grip and hand over the control to Jesus? That's what this is about. That's what it's about for Jacob. So Jacob has this wonderful prayer. But then he immediately acts like it's all dependent upon him to get himself out of this situation. Yeah, but Esau's coming. He's got 400 men with him. I can't just be still. I got to do something. Well, you did something. You prayed. You asked God to deliver you. You reminded God of the promises that he made to you. Do you believe he's going to keep his promises? Do you believe he'll keep his word? Do you trust that he'll deliver you? Look at verse 20 again. Jacob says, I will appease him with this present. That word appease, it comes from the same Hebrew word for atonement. Jacob was seeking Esau's forgiveness and acceptance through these gifts. He's hoping that these gifts atone and satisfy Esau's anger. You know, the Bible says that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins appeases the anger of God toward us. First John chapter two, verse two, Jesus himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. And so Jacob here, he's hoping to appease Esau, verse 22. And he arose that night. Now watch what he does here. He arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons And he crossed over the ford of Jabbok, the Jabbok River there. 
And he took them and he sent them over the brook and he sent over what he had. So here's what Jacob does. In the middle of the night, (laughs) he wakes up. Maybe he wasn't sleeping, probably not sleeping. Jacob is so, you know, wound up about Esau coming. So he's probably laying in his bed at night, can't sleep, tossing and turning. His brain is just Finally, at some point in the middle of the night, wakes his wives up, wakes the kids up and says, we got to cross you guys. We're going to cross over the Jabbok River. You guys are going to go stay on the other side of the Jabbok River. We're going to separate. I'll stay over here and all of you guys and all of the livestock and all of our stuff and all of our servants. I want you guys to all just move over to the other side of the river. I think that would be safer for us if we do that. In the middle of the night. Did I mention it's the middle of the night? And I'm sure one of his wives said, can't it wait till morning? <laughs> he said, no, no, we got, it. we got to do it right now. I know it's some of the night. I'm sure one of his wives said, you really want me to wake all the kids up right now? Are you serious? Yes, get the kids up. Get the servants up. We got to move. We got to go. And I'm sure the kids said, what's the deal with dad? He's, he's so uptight. What's going on with him? Why do we got to go? You know? And he moves his whole family in the middle of the night Cross the river by themselves. Cross the river. All of our stuff, all of our possessions, all of our livestock. He doesn't go with them. He's going to stay behind by himself because he thinks that's safer for everyone. Remember I read in James, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And this is what a double-minded man does to his family. (laughs) This is the kind of junk he puts his family through. But now, verse 24, Jacob is alone. And it's often when we are alone that God can deal with us. It's good to get alone with God. So verse 24, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking a day. Jacob, he's alone, he's worried, he's afraid. And in the middle of the night, this man jumps him. (laughs) Isn't that great? And now he's in this wrestling match with some man. In the middle of the night. Now, who is this man? Well, it's clear from the passage that this man is God. He's going to say later, I saw the face of God. So this is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. A Christophany. This is Jesus. Whenever you see God as a man in the Bible, that's Jesus. So Jesus, like, you know, wrestles with Jacob. And he wrestles with Jacob for a long time. It says, until the breaking of day. Maybe Jesus has been wrestling with you for a long time. But he's wrestling with Jacob, and Jacob wouldn't surrender. He wouldn't say uncle. He just kept wrestling. And so, verse 25, now when he, that would be the Lord, saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the socket of his hip And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, when it says here that the the Lord saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, let me just say that you know, right? You know that Jesus could have prevailed in this wrestling match, right? There's There's no question. It's not like Jacob was really a match for Jesus. Jesus was restraining his power and wrestling. With Jacob. Much like I have three boys. They're older now. I wouldn't do it now. But when they were younger. Much younger. 
we would wrestle on the living room floor. And they loved to wrestle. And I would let them jump on me and knock me down. And I would let them win. But I wasn't using my full strength. You know, at any moment, I could have unleashed a Hulk Hogan leg drop and it would have been lights out. That would have been, it would have been over right there. Just boom, boom, boom. That's the match. I had restraint while we were wrestling. Now, now Jesus will wrestle with someone who is living in rebellion against him. He'll wrestle with them. And it may look like that that person is holding their own. Or that they are prevailing. Or that they're going the distance. But understand that God is restraining his power with that person. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And if you are wrestling with Jesus and you've been wrestling with Jesus and you think you're doing pretty well, he's restraining his power with you. And at any moment in the wrestling match, he can just change the whole thing in an instant. But just showing some of his power. And that's exactly what he does here with Jacob. The Lord wrestled with Jacob for a while. Jacob was not giving up. Jacob was stubborn, fighting. And so God touched the socket of his hip, it says in verse 25. And when it says God touched the socket of his hip, it was not like some light touch. That's how it reads, isn't it? Like like he just put his finger on his hip or something like that. The word means to strike a blow. I mean, it's a bionic elbow. Boom, baby. You know, like. He hits him so hard that it dislocates his hip. Bam. Right, so they're wrestling. Jacob's doing pretty well. And then the Lord. Now his hip's dislocated. (laughs) Now he's in pain. Now look at verse 26. And he said, the Lord says, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go. Unless you bless me because of this injury now, this blow to the hip, Jacob has stopped wrestling with Jesus and he's now clinging to Jesus. He says, I'm not going to let you go. Not now. I can't let you go now. I can't walk. It's funny, but you see what, what the Lord does here. You know, Hosea chapter 12 tells us that Jacob wept as he said this to the Lord. He's crying as he's saying, I will not let you go. I will not let you go. I can't let you go now. Jacob was completely broken. And now all he can do is cling to the Lord. Cling to the Lord. No more scheming, no more plans, no more. I'll send my servants and my flocks and the droves and this will appease him. And 
The Lord brings him to a place where now he's broken and all he can do is cling to the Lord. And sometimes, listen, sometimes the Lord will allow things into our life. Sometimes he'll allow some kind of trauma, some kind of tragedy, some kind of crisis, some kind of pain that just breaks us. Just breaks us. Breaks us of our self-reliance. Breaks us of our independence from Him. Breaks us of our indifference toward God. Breaks us of our self-confidence. It breaks us. And it forces us to lean on God for our strength. Brings us to the place where all we can do is just cling to the Lord. I can't let you go. I can't let you go. So verse 27. The Lord said to Jacob, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Now, this is the first mention of Israel. And the Bible and God changes Jacob's name to Israel. The name Israel means God rules. God now rules Jacob. And I want you to understand it took affliction. It took affliction for Jacob to become ruled by God. Wrestling with him didn't work. It took pain. To make Jacob ruled by God. It took brokenness. To get Jacob to the place where he would be ruled by God. Now look at the end of verse 28. At the end of verse 28. God says to Jacob. You have prevailed. Jacob you won. Jacob doesn't look like a winner. (laughs) He doesn't look like he's prevailed. He's alone. He's flat on his back on the ground. His hip is dislocated. And God looks at Jacob laying there on the ground and says, you prevailed. You won. How has Jacob prevailed? He has come to the place where he clings to God and he's not letting go. You're a winner, Jacob. You're a winner. So verse 29, Jacob says, and asked, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him. The point is, the Lord says, you know who I am. You know who I am. Verse 30, so Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. The word means fit the face of God. And just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him. And notice, and he limped. He limped on his hip. Jacob walked with a limp for the rest of his life. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21, it mentions Jacob in his old age, still leaning on a staff, walking with a cane. Because of this, he's going to walk with a limp for the rest of his life. And I submit to you that many of us here walk with a limp. Maybe not a physical limp, but an emotional limp or a psychological limp. A limp that remains with us 
because of some affliction that we have experienced in our life, some kind of pain that God has used to cause us to lean on him, to get us to the place where we finally say, I will not let you go. I can't let you go. All I can do is cling to the Lord now. We're all limping along, aren't we? We all got a story. Of things that happen, stuff that happened that God used. In our lives to bring us to the place of. Surrender and submission and giving the control over to him. That limp, it keeps us holding on to Jesus. I'm not going to let you go because I'll fall flat on my face if I let you go. Now, the question that people will ask, question I ask is like, okay, I need to cling to Jesus. I need to lean on him. I've learned the lesson. (laughs) Now, Lord, why don't you heal me? And why don't you take away my limp? Why do I still need to have this limp? I've got the message. Go ahead and heal me. Take it away. I think the answer is found in Luke chapter 17 in the story of the ten lepers that come to Jesus. And Jesus tells them to go on their way to the temple, to the priest, to make the offering. And it says, as they went, they were healed. But only one of the ten came back to give glory to Jesus. The other nine, they just went on and did whatever they did. And I think that the Lord knows me well enough to know that if he heals me of my limb, I'll be like the nine lepers who never come back. And so I kind of need the limb. I kind of need that brokenness to keep me clinging to him. So I know myself well enough, the Lord knows me well enough to know I would just go and do whatever I would do. And so he keeps me just kind of limping along with him. So verse 32, and we'll finish it up. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. To this day, kosher butchers remove the sciatic muscle when they're butchering an animal because of this story of Jacob here in Genesis chapter 32. So to this day, the descendants of Jacob, the Jewish people, the one thing that they commemorate about Jacob is his brokenness. His brokenness. That he was a broken man who limped through life but who clung to God. And may we cling to Jesus and never let go. And Lord, we thank you for your word today and we thank you for Jacob. And Lord, we thank you that you loved us enough to wrestle with us. You loved us enough to even afflict us in a way. Lord, I think of the psalmist who, who says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Now I obey your word. Lord, we thank you for how you have used the afflictions in our lives to bring us to the place where we just lean on you for everything. And we cling.
cling to you. And Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we encourage you to keep reading on your own. As you go through Genesis, it's important to not lose sight of the bigger picture of God's plan. You get some valuable insights into God's character through this book and how he interacts and intercedes with those he's created. Would you like to listen to more teachings from this series or explore other message series from God's Word? If so, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. The body of Christ functions best together after all. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Genesis right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.